Steve. I'm not sure Pulisic listens to the podcast, so I think it's yeah, okay. We got one fan. You never know. <laughs> it's, he could be it's, really it's, bored in England right now. That's true. He's got nothing to do. No, he listens to Joe Rogan. Oh, does he really? I don't know, but he's. I hope he doesn't. I would lose a lot of respect for uh, him. Yeah, I, that was. I mean, he's like a little. Do you listen to Joe Rogan? I do not. But okay, I was gonna I say, am I gonna Joe lose respect <laughs> for you right now? Uh, you have no respect for me. But That's I, fair. I, I hate Joe Rogan. Um, but Christian Pulisic, I think, might be like a little alt righty. Not like super yeah. alt righty, but like he's got like a gun tattoo. I think. Oh. He's, he's like a rich boy and uh, a rich Pennsylvanian yeah, boy. He like that. he retweeted Trump or something oh. last year. And it was like there was like. People are like, are we surprised about this? Ooh. Um, well, if I be ever become a manager, I guess I'm not going to be able to take Christian on the team. I mean, I'd still take him. Well, I mean, I'm going to be old as fuck by then, so you he'll gotta, probably be like 60. You got to uh, separate the art from the artist. <laughs> <laughs> what that man does on the field is art. That's that good. It's a good callback yeah, right I there. I thought yeah. so. <laughs> I thought so. turning your mic on i <laughs> so i am pretty high the mic was off yeah okay anyways well we didn't even need that it's fine that's fine yeah no, nothing you've said up to this point has been of any value so. <laughs> thank you <laughs> okay um you know what fuck it i'm gonna get an intro and try right, just to spite you now i hope you succeed <laughs> i do mine wasn't very good mine was fine but i forget to introduce us in the, here <laughs> till the end all right, welcome everybody to season two, episode three of A Rainy Night in Stoke. Here with your guys, Luke and Dom, we are bringing you our review of this past week, specifically the games that we went over. So, tune in and enjoy. Wow, we also have a link of the week. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll cut that in. That's fine. Yeah, you don't have to include everything. That That's was pretty true. Good. I think that was pretty good. Okay. That, was, that was good. Yeah, it was, it was decent. Good. Yeah, I just need spite to yeah. be my own spite. Own yes, That's true for most of most things in your life right that's actually fairly true <laughs> yeah by spite yeah so uh, you want to get into it yeah i mean i just i'm just letting you know there's a punishment to be paid for right. angering me too much right, so right, you, you haven't seen it because i've been through therapy so right. it takes more to get there but i'm just saying you I don't mean, push it i've known you for a long time <laughs> i've definitely i've definitely seen it that's that's you've seen some we don't yeah, it's, yeah. uh <laughs> usually not physical things we're doing so it's like you know just verbal abuse that i take <laughs> which is fine i don't care i i would have to value opinion for it to hurt me <laughs> right. hey it's gotten better with age anyway so <laughs> no, it's not right like no that, but i'm saying like that. i knew i mean right yeah all right anyways so what do we want to go over first do we want to go over how you were right or how you were wrong or about how neither of us were right uh, it's really up to you i mean Chronologically, Everton was first. So you want to just uh, jump so right into the Everton the menu? Neither of us were right option. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Okay, so neither of us were right. Uh, I had the game being 3 1 at Manchester United, and you had it being 2 0, if memory serves. Uh, yeah, sure. 2 0 or 2 1, I can't remember. But I, I was wrong either way. Yeah. I had Man U winning. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. wrong. The predictions weren't great. The game was much better than the predictions. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I think a lot of uh, at least for me personally, the 
faith I've had in Manchester United this year is not true faith. It's just I shit on them so hard last <laughs> season, and they kind of proved me wrong. I guess yeah. I I mean I borderline said they were going down at the beginning of, at the, yeah. like a couple weeks into last season. Yeah, obviously they didn't do that. They definitely still they succeeded. In the sense that they, the position they finished in, and and their success getting to the the Europa League final, but I still think they haven't played up their to the potential, and it's glaringly apparent this year that they continue to be managed by not the right guy, <laughs> by not the right guy. Yeah. yeah, that's about accurate. I mean, club legend. You know, you you score a game winner against Bayern thirty years ago. You might as well get a couple seasons. Yeah, could you imagine what they would look like if they just brought in Tuchel? They, oh, they just unreal. took the Chelsea route and just was like, yes. you know what, you are a club legend, yes. but you haven't been great. Right. Peace out. And then Tuchel comes in and, you know. But yeah, anyways, they didn't look excellent. No. Everton looked pretty decent. I mean, for Everton, especially with right. the injuries. I'm not saying they looked like better than Manchester United in any way. Clearly, especially in the first half, Manchester United looked more under control. As far as just they're, it's weird. It's because they should be so good. Did yeah. you see that Sir Alex was caught saying that Ronaldo should be in the game the entire time? <laughs> he was talking to uh, what the former UFC champion uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Oh something. yeah, yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Just could be. Yeah, just could be. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah, you got to start your best player this whole game. Yeah. That's a weird. I didn't. I missed that news story. That's a bizarre sentence. You're like, Sir Alex Ferguson was talking to Khabib <laughs> from the UFC about how Ronaldo should be playing. So, okay. I'm pretty sure Usain Bolt was in that box, too. So a lot of characters <laughs> oh, meshing okay, together yeah, from yeah, different yeah. cultures up there. Yeah. Yeah. What? You, is he Ukrainian or is he Russian? I feel like that's a very important distinction to get correct. I am not sure. Not sure. He is Eastern European. <laughs> right. <laughs> a couple of things uh, that I wanted to point out. I mean, it it faded, but so Godfrey, do you like him at right back or center back? Oh, he's a center back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the only reason he's in at yeah, yeah. right back currently is because of Seamus. Yeah. yeah. So, but I know you always talk about Godfrey, and I haven't seen enough of him to say that. It's misplaced, but he, he didn't look great. He's, he he gets exposed at right back, which makes sense if he's not a right back. Yeah, you know um, what's weird is, so the reason why I think that that happened currently is because he's still working his, his way back from a case of mild symptom COVID. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't think that he's necessarily full fitness. Right. He didn't look like he was full right. fitness. I mean, he's obviously still more full fitness than, like, Rondon. <laughs> right, right. But... I mean, I'm pretty sure Rondon at the fullest fitness he can currently get is like 50% of Ben Godfrey. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he. what's weird is is uh, defensively he looks better as a left back as opposed to okay. a right back. But offensively he is better going forward as a right back. Yeah. He takes more opportunities to get forward. But he is a center back. Right. That is right. where yeah. you want right. to have yeah. him. Him and Yeri Mina would be my ideal center back pairing. With Mason Holgate, ideally nowhere near the field anymore. <laughs> He's like the most casual fucker on the field I've ever yeah. seen. I don't understand how he can be so casual and be playing professional football. It's like he's just chilling in the backyard with like his like young cousins, like trying, right. like thinking he's gonna dominate, and then all of a sudden, like that young cousin is like Ronaldo and he's <laughs> blazing by you and drilling it into the net. 
All right, let's look at this here. Cause let's jog my fucking memory. <laughs> so even in shots for Everton and Manchester United during that game, but shots on target six for Manchester United to two for Everton. Whoo! I didn't even check out that possession stat. That is impressive. Seventy-two percent possession for Manchester United. Oh yeah. Twenty-eight percent possession for Everton. Their possession has gone down pretty significantly since Carlo left the team. We're much more compact and like counterattacking. Yeah, I mean the the non goals that I'd like to point out is Pickford had a fantastic save early um, around the twentieth minute, I believe. Uh, just a great save um, going down and extending pretty much the full length of at least his arms, maybe not yeah. the average person's arms, but <laughs> his arms, um, and got a touch to it, put it behind uh, very well. And there was not I'm blanking on the the play exactly but i there was a fantastic save by de gea as well where oh yeah de gea had a, had a few really nice saves during the game the one thing i will say about pickford's performance is he would have had another excellent save if not for a ricochet which actually went led to the first goal by martial right i can't remember who it went off of, but it went off of someone someone and it took a slight deflection but it did look like he would have at least gotten a hand to it yeah whether he would have been able to you know keep it out keep yeah. it out is is who knows but i think that the, with his history of having very he's got short arms but that leads to strong, strong hands yeah. and wrists you know so i think that it pretty comfortably would have saved that uh the one thing i will say about the game is tom davies took a lot of shit from the announcing crew for passing the ball yeah which led to me gary mina's offside uh, rafa uh stood up for him after the game he said you know you see Gary in a better position he's clearly in a better position you try to make the pass. It's one of those things where you gotta, you gotta, gotta be on side. I think stay behind the fucking ball. You right. Know? You're clearly right. looking at the ball. You know where it should be. Yeah. I mean, do obviously in that. I wish in that instance he would have shot it. Yes, because I know what the result was. Right. Right. But if I were in that situation, I probably would have made the pass. So. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult, and it was very close. But at the same time, when you're you're saying. Yuri, look at the ball, stay on side. Tom Davies, he knows where he is. The ball's at his foot. It's hard to judge, but you should be able to tell, did I hit that ball forward? And, you know, and Mina was already in front of me. Like, that's one of those things. It's It was so close. I, I don't totally blame him. But if you're also yelling at Mina for staying on side, you got to – Tom has to look at where he is, where Mina is and be able to gauge is he offside or not when he's when he's making that look and then deciding whether to shoot or not. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was difficult because I believe the box was clearing after, yeah. uh, like, I don't know if it was a corner kick or a free kick, but, you know, everyone was coming out of the box and Tom Davies and Mina got in behind. So right. it's difficult to see, you know, it's a bang-bang play. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I, I just do think that, a confident goal scorer does shoot there every time. And maybe it doesn't go in, Yeah, but at least, you know. I will say Tom has probably right. been, his confidence has been ruined yeah, exactly. by yeah. the yeah. just yeah. constant in and out of managers and right. not knowing what his role is, what his managers expect from him, right. want from him. So I have a lot of sympathy for my boy Tom. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But, I mean, sometimes you got to have the, the killer instinct. That's fair. That's fair. But I think that. Rafa hopefully will put that into him right. because I think it's literally just been coached out of him right. because he doesn't know what the fuck to do anymore. Right, and he's afraid of making a mistake since you and know, getting pulled even out half and mistakes. Then, he's right, 
he's, punished for. He's so. missing like five games right. in a row, and especially in that midfield with Allen and DeCore, it's hard enough to get in there in the first place. And I mean, Gray and uh, DeCore, ridiculous. Yeah. This, uh, they're. I mean, they that set up that goal, that counter attack for Townsend's goal was just beautiful from Gray. Just so much power. To, to hold them off, and then he gets the ball to DeCorey, and you know DeCorey is going to make the right pass there. The three of our starters have been signed, um, so they so you have Demari Gray, one point five million pounds. Yes, Dom Calvert Lewin, I'm pretty sure is one million pounds. Then you have Seamus Coleman, this is what like six hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, right. I know it was like, like a decade yeah, ago, fifteen years but ago. That's three starters. Right. Right. Especially Demari Gray, he's been amazing. I mean, Demari Gray is so the, the the mind blowing one. Yeah. You know, even when they signed him, though, I was like, he's better than that. Which I mean, whatever. I'm happy for Everton, but like, I was shocked that uh, they were willing to part for him with for that amount. Good business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like Coleman, you know, he was young at the time. Yeah. Up and coming. Calvert Lewin was from a lower league, not really known. You know, he stepped up later where I feel like Gray, although he's playing on a next level, I've always liked him when he was when he was back with Watford and been like, oh, he, he looks decent. You he, know? He, was he looks a, like a Premier League player. Right. He was of the he was kind of of the Alex Awobi mold. Where right. It was like, oh, if he could just be consistent. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, well, he's going to be getting consistent time here. I yeah. mean, he's looking Absolutely. pretty consistent. So hopefully he maintains that. I mean, as far as Manchester United go, um, Fred didn't look great. No, especially on that counter attack. Yeah. You know, you like the announcer said, and that's one thing I actually will agree with the announcers and you got to take that foul. Right. Um, he gets subbed out right after that. I think that I just it's just weird. It's just weird how Ole sets the team up. And I think Ole will keep his job. But it's like, is it good enough? It's like, do the Glazers really know what they want? With the, I mean, the fans know what they fucking want. But yeah. the Glazers are like, oh, well, this is OK. It's just a weird situation. Manchester United is yeah. a weird situation. Yeah, and I mean, it's a bit of a Mourinho situation with Ole, which I haven't seen in the past, but after the after that match, he said, uh, man, you dominated the game. Which is like, they dominated possession, but they did not yeah. dominate the game. They never looked in control. No. and Especially in the second half, too. Expe- Everton yeah. had a lot of chances. And it was like, you... I mean, you drew Everton which isn't the worst result in the world, but they've dropped, I believe, seven points. Haven't played a single top six side yet, which, yeah. I mean, top six isn't what it used to be, but they haven't played Chelsea, haven't played Liverpool. You know, like when City dropped two points versus Chelsea and Liverpool this week, you know, that's right. you're, you're not going to keep pace with them if you're dropping points uh, uh, at these other these other junctions, Southampton, you know, Everton. I One of the other things that I don't understand is – the remove for Ronaldo. Right. Like, did I mean, you think that he was just like the missing piece? And no, like... no. I, I mean, I genuinely believe that I don't think Ole had much to do with it. And I don't think anyone at Man U necessarily wanted Ronaldo, but I just Re- don't understand what's in it for Ronaldo. I mean, so Ronaldo wanted out of Juventus. Right. That I understand. Clearly. But if you, if you had a choice, like, I get you were at United right. before, but like if you have a choice between playing for City, a team who clearly needs and could use a, a very clinical striker, yeah, uh, or playing for United, the the dumpster fire of the last five years. Except for you know they they put the dumpster fire out. Right. It's now just 
you know, like an upgraded dumpster. Like right. they, they, right. they, they've taken it and they're using it for like DIY projects now. It's no longer <laughs> used for trash. Yeah. But it's still a dumpster. It's converted into a couch now. Right. It's still a dumpster at its heart. Um, Got big ass cushions in the fucking dumpster. <laughs> They're named Jaden Sancho. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what goes through Ronaldo's head, but I assume it's loyalty and maybe he didn't want to work with Pep. Maybe he believed maybe. all the stuff about egos and Pep and, um, you know, and Pep having issues with players like that Zlatan Ibrahimovic um to name one so like I don't know why Ronaldo went there and I I genuinely don't think United wanted him until it looked like he was gonna go to City and the Glazers felt that they felt pressured that you know after they're already getting you know tarred and feathered in the street (laughs) that they the effigies burned of them that the uh having Ronaldo go to their crosstown rival was, you know, unacceptable. So they yeah. made the move kind of city kind of forced their hand there. How long is his contract? Do you know, do you know, I believe two years, but oh, uh, you know how funny be it would wrong. be if it was like one year yeah. and then he just ended up going to city on a free after the <laughs> season was over. That'd, <laughs> That'd be amazing. Be even worse. But yeah, I mean, what yeah, he's getting up there. So he's going to get old eventually. I don't know when, but uh, I guess he kind of is no. old, but he's not. He's still he's, very He's the good. Tom Brady of soccer. He's, right. But, you know, with actual physical attributes besides, you know, a shoulder. Right. He, uh, <laughs> he's going to play till he's 55. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, I don't know his name, but that Japanese player in the Japanese Pro League who's, like, literally in his 50s playing professional soccer. It's impressive. It is impressive. I can barely get off the couch and I'm 26. <laughs> Any final thoughts on the game? Should have won. Yeah. Fuck Man U. Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. I mean, I was, I'm very happy. I'm very pleased. I right. thought that we were going to get absolutely demolished. We looked, uh, we looked compact. We looked, we have looked in the beginning of this season. We as an Everton, unlike, Everton looked really at any point last season, except for maybe the first couple matches against Ancelotti. We're with Ancelotti, not against him. We were against him by the end, essentially, because <laughs> he was just managing against his own team and their strengths. But anyways, we looked passionate. Right, we looked yeah. like we knew what we were doing. We wanted to get to 50-50 balls first, like that Damari Gray counterattack. Yeah. Never would have seen that last season mm-hmm. because James would have been in the game and he would have been three quarters jogging. And then as soon as someone picks up the ball, they would start to go by him and he would just slide to the ground. Right. Just like, oh, I'm making so much effort. Uh, that's why I'm really glad to see him in Qatar just looking like he's having a full blown stroke during oh, yeah. the middle of a match. Just like, what the fuck am I looking at here? Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I agree overall, not just with the injuries. The result is obviously great, but I feel like the game, you know, you deserved a 1-1, if not a 2-1. Yep. So it's it's not one of those games where you snatched a draw and you're still happy because you have injuries and everything, but, you know, it actually looked like a, a good team performance. So. A hard-fought point, as right, it were. Exactly, and, and a deserved one as well. Yeah. So next in succession would be Brentford West Ham, right? Correct. And then yeah, yep. okay. So Brentford West Ham, I do have a, my high brain has a little bit more to say about oh, yeah. Brentford West you remember Ham. Remember this one? I do. I watched it more recently <laughs> than Everton uh, Manchester United because I was studying up. So first half, at least from the 
I mean, technically, I only watched like 20 minutes of each half. Right. So it was like, you know, like extended it's, highlights. Yeah. It looked to be a lot of good chances for Brentford. West yeah. Hans has had some chances in there as well, but it, you know, it easily could have been 1 2 0. I'm forgetting. Im, Im, I'm, I always don't know how to pronounce his name. He's the secondary striker. Mbois. Yeah, know. yeah. It's like M B E U. What, what he said. Uh, he he had a. A curler with his uh, left foot on the edge of the box. I think it was around like the twenty minute mark that hit off like the top corner. Oh yeah, it was, it Nick, was really pretty. Yeah. Keeper really didn't Nick have any sight of it. Yeah. If if he would have been able to put that on, that would have been easy in the net. Other than that, I mean, from from my recollection, the Jared Bowen goal was especially impressive to yeah. me. Uh, just especially the side angle of that goal where it was just pretty much stayed parallel with the ground right. and took one skip after a half volley yeah, to keep yeah. it that low was Full insane. On, it, yeah. it was ridiculous. It was pretty much completely parallel with the ground. And the, there's no way Raya has any chance of that because oh, no. there's, what, four or five different players just standing in front yeah, of him. Yeah. And you just have this, like, like, 190 <laughs> fucking kilometer per hour shot just fucking flying into the bottom corner. Yeah, it, could, it almost kissed the post on the way in. It was so so tight into the corner. Nothing you could do about that. I Yeah, I so you were correct with your prediction of 2-1. I was. I will say, not that you're not that it takes away, but the, the way that Brentford just dominated the first half was totally unexpected from me and I like yeah. it was they scored on a counter but for most of the game was not I expected them you know if they were to win it would be playing a good counter game but they yeah. really they came out and they dictated the first half they were yeah. by far the better team um West Ham really picked it up in the second half and I think it's pretty much a complete reverse. I think it was a bit, you know, a bit harsh to, to end two one the way they did in the 95th minute. But um, I agree. Definitely, you know, tail of two halves. It could have been four nil Brentford in the first half and four uh, nil <laughs> West Ham in the second half is very, very interesting to see the way that um, those teams just could flip a script like that. Um, obviously, the, the first goal, like I said, it's on a counter. A good save from the keeper, but couldn't do much um, almost got the second one almost too. got the second one the second one it would i thought he saved it originally that <laughs> so did insane. i insane yeah uh but just barely not able to keep it out so they go down early and then don't really respond right away but after half i assume yep. david moyes threatened some <laughs> children or something because they came out with a pet with a fire in the second half uh ready to go a lot, a lot of chances before they finally scored. You know, I think and he a said, wonder goal to score it too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think he said as I think he was like, you know, I am Scottish. Right. It's like the only thing that's going to be on the menu in the training facility for the next fucking week <laughs> is going to be fucking haggis, oh, and it's going to be haggis with very little seasoning. Okay. Oh yeah. If you do not pick it up, that's yeah. that's what I think the threat was. That's a fair threat. I also think he just gives the Braveheart speech every <laughs> every time at halftime. I assume that's what no, all Scottish better, coaches. Better do. yet, he just he just puts Braveheart on a TV. Yeah, yeah. Does it? Yeah. It's like I'm not going to do like, it. Like watch this anti semite give this speech. It is wonderful. There's not not the character. Right. He doesn't right. know. You got to separate the art yes. from the artist. Right. Okay. <laughs> Any other uh, final thoughts on the game? Oh, I will say uh, <laughs> final goal, difficult, but I think Fabianski does have to do a little bit better there. He gets you know, gets a punch out. He does didn't clear it very far. 
you know, it, it's it's a weird height for him, so he can't really it's like right send at his it. face. It yeah, yeah. So it's not like a weird height for him to save it, but it's a it's I, like a it's a little bit below his face, so it's a weird height to like get distance. Based on, the punch. on his hands, when I was yeah. watching the replay, it looks less like he punched it and more, and more yeah. like he was setting a volleyball. Right. Right. Like it's like he didn't even have time to like get yeah. his hands into fists. It was almost his like brain he, just reacted. Yeah, yeah I, I, it did kind of seem like he was caught between trying to catch it and trying to punch it, mm. um, and he kind of didn't either. So <laughs> he fucked up. <laughs> he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I mean, I guess should I just let you? Um, are you going to complain, and, or are you, you know, going to just like gloat about like almost being right? Because technically, you guessed 1-1. One, one. Yeah, so, I mean, I was right about the draw. Yeah, you get one point in our one league point. of picks. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, it's it's 3-1 now because you got it. You Suck got it completely my dick. right. So, overall with the game, it depends when you ask me how I feel about it. <laughs> you ask me before the game, will you take a 2-2? I would say, yeah, I would. You know, this week, we went to Chelsea. Then we went to PSG. Then we went to Liverpool. So that's an extremely difficult stretch. You know, probably three of the hardest games in, or, yeah, away games right now, pretty much, you know, period. Obviously, yeah. there's harder ones, but, you, like. You lost some OT this week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> they definitely, you know, had a, a difficult run. So taking the 2-2, I'm, I'm okay with. You ask me in the first half or at halftime, I'm like, fuck you, no way. We're. <laughs> crushing this game like the fact Fuck that they you. couldn't score in the first half is very frustrating it's very apparent as i said last week they need a clinical striker uh phil foden up there definitely does give them a a different edge he's not i mean he wasn't playing the false nine Grealish was they were all kind of interchanging though but he he just puts the pressure on a lot better than like torres and sterling um even though he's not he doesn't have the finishing yet mm-hmm. although his goal was fantastic finishing he's not consistent with the finishing right so you know the lack of a clinical striker is very frustrating at times um and then going into the second half felt good as it progressed you know liverpool really got back into the game i, I think they deserve the 2-2 draw um didn't deserve to win it they they scored on like their second shot and score right. shit so <laughs> They, you know, which the first shot came in the 50th minute. So you're saying if this was a football manager game, you would be claiming this was not realistic. I would be pretty. I wouldn't say it's unrealistic. I would just be upset. You were losing games where you had way better goal expectation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It happens Technic- all the time. I know, but technically that have been this game. Right. It is realistic is all I'm saying. <laughs> you're bad. <laughs> OK, uh, so, you know. Overall, the game, like I said, 2-2, I'll take it. The goals that Liverpool scored were not great defensively, um, especially from Cancelo. The fucking throw your heel behind your back uh, against Salah that he just passed right by him and then passed the ball to Mane was, was painful to watch on replay. And you know, and then he doesn't do a great job the second time either on, on on Salah, he was on a yellow card at that point, so maybe he was holding up a little bit. And obviously, there was other people there like uh, Bernardo and Laporte who also did poorly. Um, but disappointing from Cancelo that game. Um, he's 
obviously much better going forward than any other option we have at left back. But I would like to see Jinchenko get a run of games now. Mm-hmm. They've been, you know, <laughs> they've allowed one goal before that game in the Premier League. So I can't say Cancelo's done poorly, but really exposed us twice, you know, so. Can't really give Mendy a run of yeah, games no, anymore, yeah. can you? Yeah, I, I would be very upset <laughs> if they gave him a run of games and he wasn't in, in, in prison. He's He is just bad at soccer. How long is he in prison for? He's not. He hasn't officially been. Oh, he hasn't uh, been. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been arrested in charge, but he hasn't, he hasn't gone through a trial yet. But then, so Foden's goal, it was ridiculous. Very difficult angle. He had better chances earlier in the match. He just couldn't convert. So that's a little frustrating, but, you know, scored a great goal and then De Bruyne late has an as a little bit of luck with the deflection it was a nice curler curler I do think Allison has it covered if Matt Tip doesn't get in the way though I'm so definitely fortunate that they got that deflection but I'm happy with the result 2-2 especially with Rodri's fantastic save at the end of the game Ederson had a made a big mistake there he he doesn't do it often he's so good coming off his line but every once in a while he does get just a little too aggressive so looking for him to cut that out of his game a little bit, but totally missed the ball, took out Diaz, and the ball falls uh, to Fabinho, I believe, and Rodri just makes a fantastic save, last man back. Really not much Liverpool did wrong on that shot, just just a better play from Rodri. So the only other thing that I have about that game is the Milner foul when he was on a yellow card. Did you see that one no i did not okay actually first i should say bernardo fantastic all game he was just so good running all over the field made a bunch of amazing runs i wouldn't Um, sell him i i mean yeah if he wants to leave it's the only reason we want to sit there that anyone's trying to sell how long is that how long is his contract i believe he's got He's got to have at least three years left. Maybe four. Yeah, force him to stay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, whatever. That'd be me. I'd be like, sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah, so he played fantastic all game, um, which is not surprising because he's a very good player, but it is surprising when he plays that well with Kevin. Usually um, it's when Kevin's out on injury or, or for rest that he can really excel because they play a similar role, but he was kind of playing a different – I mean, still being creative, but also just very industrious in the the – central midfield and just did fantastic all game so james milner on a yellow card it just completely stopped a stopped uh, a counter and b through his leg you know behind through his left leg or sorry his right leg behind his left leg and caught uh, bernardo in the thigh and send him tumbling out no yellow card should have been a second yellow the wow. only the only um, argument I've seen is that Henderson is kind of grabbing at Bernardo to start with, even though Bernardo so Bernardo continues past that and then gets tripped up by Milner. So if the referee was giving the first foul, not the second one, you could make an argument that that's why there was no yellow card. Right. But I think it's kind of a poor argument because. You were playing it unless you blew the whistle and no one else heard heard it. Um, you were playing advantage, presumably since he still had the ball. Right. And when you're playing advantage, you don't just if something happens Disregard after that. Another foul. Right. If yeah. another foul happens, you you give that foul at a, a further position. It's like similar, yeah, similar situation to you know the play that ended uh, Van Dyke's season last year where they 
were looking at offside and then they forgot to call the the Pickford foul after because he was offside in an offside position. Mm. Which like the foul obviously you wouldn't call it because the play is dead, but you can call endangering a player. So I didn't see any endangering there. <laughs> any, yeah. uh, he came away perfectly fine from that. He's playing this year. Yeah, that's true. His career yeah. is fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it didn't end his <laughs> career, but. Um, Which is the line that should be drawn. <laughs> no red cards unless someone's career is ended. Exactly. Dom but yeah, endorsed. It, it, to me, should clearly be a second yellow and ends up, uh, it's like two minutes before Salah scores the second. So, you know, that would, I, I, not that I want a red card to change the game, but obviously changes the game completely. It's still tied at that point. So, I mean, you're a stronger guy than me. I'd be like, give me <laughs> well, the yes. red. No, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, would like it to I change prefer, the game. I prefer red cards <laughs> to not red cards for the opponent. But I mean, just just a pretty mind blowing uh, call, and I don't know if we want to roll right into it, but it it brings me to my wanker of the week. Oh, are we gonna have the same wanker of the week? I'm not sure. Uh, is it Mike Dean? Oh no, mine was gonna be Liverpool fans. No. Oh yes. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> my wanker of the week is uh, Mike Dean, who could be the wanker of the week every week. If <laughs> we're being completely honest. <laughs> That's true. He's a fucking twat. This week. He is the fourth official in the Liverpool Man City game. And that play infuriates Pep, who has been who was quite animated that game. Um right. much more than normal. And he is, you know, just kind of losing his mind a little bit. Like, how is that not a second yellow? He's asking questions. He's you know, he's expecting something from the fourth official. That's your job. Right. Is to, to explain is to call. explain a call to work with the the coaches and Mike Dean just standing there chewing gum not reacting to him at all ignoring him as if he isn't there which is just so frustrating and uh looks like he just looks like such a twat and then you know when you they post someone posted on Reddit and and people are like I thought it was funny because they hate Pep or they hate City. Right. But I was like, no, you literally complain every week about how shit officials are shit and no one does anything about it. And like right. now this guy's being a sh- like a shit official and the guy's being a dick about it. Like you, right. that's not okay. Like yeah, just because you dislike the team. So, I mean, I understand it's a difficult position if you're a Mike Dean because he would have given two red cards. I assume because he <laughs> fucking loves the attention. Right. Um. So. Fucking he Mike Dean, maybe man. you know maybe he thought it should have been a, a foul and that's why he wasn't saying anything because he's like well I can't you know go against my my uh, referee but you would assume there was some sort of communication it's not that hard to think of an excuse just fucking say something not or at least be like hey you know calm down we'll talk about right. it, whatever nothing just stand there chewing gum like a fucking cow <laughs> go back to fucking caddying right. like Okay, yeah, the it's, women's... it's clearly what you're meant for. Yes. Jesus. Yeah, no, my wanker of the week was just Liverpool fans for uh, spitting on, right. um, was it just Pep or was it just like Manchester I, and City coaching players? staff, yeah. I think. I, I'm not sure if the, the players were affected, but uh, Pep and coaching staff is what I read. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, real classy. That's much it, yeah. Classy. It's a red card offense. That is that is yeah yeah really I no mean, no explanation. They should be banned from yeah. the stadiums and they should be never allowed back. Yeah 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 I agree. Yeah. All right, so that's been another episode of a rainy night in Stoke. Hope you enjoyed listening to me and Dom break down last week's games. We'll be back next week for a full preview week as we 
dive into the next game week of the English Premier League and touch a little bit on how the international break went for everyone. See you next week. All right, everyone, suck my dick. We're out. Perfect. <laughs>